Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Live from Sherm Talent, a show dedicated to the story that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. We're pulling back the curtain and asking the hard questions. It's what we do. It's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Gordon on from CompTIA, and we'll be talking about the use case or kind of the business case of why folks are part of CompTIA. So, Gordon, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and CompTIA? Great. Well, my name is Gordon Pelos. I'm the Senior Vice President of uh, Employer Engagement at CompTIA. We are the Computing Technology Industry Association. And our objective is to unlock the potential in the millions of individuals out there that are looking to be employed in the IT industry. That's fantastic. And uh, tell me a little bit about how you got started with CompTIA. Well, I got started with CompTIA about 22 years ago as a volunteer. Um, I'm a Canadian, and uh, we were meeting as a group of IT individuals in Toronto, executives getting together to mostly play golf. But with what we ended up, at the end of the day, talking about the challenges that we had in, uh, in business. And uh, that led us to joining CompTIA as a group and creating a community. And that community talked about our challenges, and we checked our guns at the door, and we talked about things that we could do um, that weren't a competitive differentiator but solved common problems. So, for example, I had a a partner that had come to me that said, I'm going to have to make a decision. I can't continue to to sell Compaq, HP, IBM, Toshiba. I'm going to have to pick one of you because your training costs are too high. And you're moving to three weeks of instructor-led training for specific products. Um, That's unaffordable for us. Uh, I'm going to have to pick one company. And... um, we took that challenge as, a, as an industry group and began to develop foundational training that cut across all the manufacturers' products, and in particular servers. We built a server training, server plus training, that trained on all the common components, so right. the power supply, the bus, the storage, the RAID, um, all of those things um, that were not uh, Compaq or IBM or... HP specific, and what that enabled us to do is take the majority of that instructor-led training and move it to self-taught, um, self-paced, or to a community college for delivery, and then left two or three days of vendor-specific training being required for instructor-led on the specifics of what was unique to the vendor. So much better for the uh, for the members. Absolutely, and for the individuals, because they could get this training at a community college close to them. They didn't have to fly to some specialized course and spend thousands of dollars. And um, those, those training, foundational-level trainings, became certifications, industry right. standard, certified by ISO and, and, and ANSI and others. Um, the tests were created by questions um, from the members. So the member companies, Intel, Microsoft, IBM, HP, Compaq. Oh, that's fantastic because as things change, they could then morph that and change. We're, we're now interested more in this, et cetera. 
Well, exactly. And we built on that. CompTIA has built on that over the years. Um, my experience with Compact, uh, CompTIA grew, and I, I moved and became a member of the um, board of directors of the global organization and then ultimately the chair of CompTIA. And um, uh, we, we grew those certifications, those foundation-level trainings across a number of areas, including networking, uh, project management, um, cybersecurity, right. infrastructure. It's endless now because the you just keep adding. That's right. Crypto, blockchain, just keeps yeah. going. Well, and, and I, you know, AI, and you, know, yep. you think about the emerging technologies. There's a, some really um, cool things happening oh, in yeah. that area. Oh yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about your membership. Uh, kind of a breakdown. Kind of you know, uh, if you were to paint a brush. Uh, not necessarily the quantity, but just kind of what's, what does your membership look like these days? Well, we have two different, really two different types of members. And in those two different types, there's various types within those segments as right. well. But we have corporate members, okay. um, you know, the, the, the HPs and, and IBMs and Lenovo's of the world. And um, those groups, um, like what I described with my experience um, working with HP and, and Compaq, um, investing in the, the community for the good of the community to advance IT. And then the other side of the, the um, membership is the consumers of those certifications that I talked about. And we've got a, you know, two and a half million certified members out there. So we're the second largest certifying body next to Microsoft in the world. Oh, that's fantastic. I didn't know that. That's, I mean, I knew the organization, but I didn't know that you had that many uh, members. Um, on the corporate side, I would assume, and I want you to correct me, but I would assume that it's a lot of training and development, learning and development, HR, maybe even some talent acquisition folks in there that kind of care about these, uh, the folks that are certified. Um, well, we, we do it through volunteerism, through communities, mm-hmm. uh, primarily. So we have communities set up that the members participate in, and those communities are, are, are made up of, uh, you know, a real spread of the, um, of the demographics. So you'll have members from IBM and Lenovo and HP right. involved with small to medium business members. And so you get quite the opportunity to network yeah. at, at one of our meetings uh, to learn. So our, our focus is on education. And, uh, but the, the thing that the, uh, the membership talks about the most is the opportunity at one meeting to meet executives from all these companies right. to understand what's happening in the world and where the advances are going. Oh, that's cool. So um, let me ask you three pandemic-related questions, and it's uh, you, the association, and your members. You'll bifurcate the members, uh, obviously, with, with the two different strata. Um, what have you learned two years into this madness? What have you personally learned about yourself and kind of things that you, uh, you know, just would do differently or things that you'll kind of resume as if things as they get somewhat back to normal? What have, you learned, what, are, what have you learned about yourself? Uh, living in the basement with uh, Zoom calls is driving me insane. So I'm really looking forward to <laughs> attending events like this, uh, this conference that we're at. Um, yeah, it, it, it really is taxing. And, um, you know, working in the, in the um, competitive world that I was in, we worked long days and long hours. And because I managed coast to coast, um, I had... Uh, very long days, sometimes 12, 14, 16-hour days because of the expectations. Um, I thought that working 
uh, remotely during COVID was going to be easier. It wasn't because it's for the first week. Yeah, uh, because it was, you know, as soon as you're online, you're online and you keep working until people stop. And uh, so one of the things uh, I'm looking forward to is some sense of normalcy and, and getting out of the, the craziness that we're going through. And the Zoom call expectations of instant availability and... Oh, yeah. Um, Always video. on video. Exactly. I mean, before I would use Zoom, uh, prior to the pandemic, I'd use Zoom, but I'd never turn on video. Yeah. Never. Yeah. yeah. Now it's expected. In fact, something's wrong if you don't turn on video. It's like, no, I just don't want to be on video. Yeah. Uh, so that was personal, which uh, I echo. Uh, so the association, so come to you, what do you think the association learned, uh, as an association on how it, you know, as how it, you know, either is formed or how it treats its members or how it services members or gains new members? What do you think that the organizations learned through the pandemic? Oh, we learned a lot. I think, um, one of the challenges is that we, we did a lot of things face to face. And so we were forced to move to virtual events. And so adding value uh, to these meetings virtually was, was a challenge, but yep. we, we accomplished it. We, we have a big, a big tent event that's bigger than this, right. probably double the size. Um, and we, we pulled it off virtually um, two years in a row. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and, um, and so, yeah, we, we learned how to make those interactive, how to make them in, engaging, um, and I, I think there's some of those learnings that we'll take forward and, and, and leverage right. in order to continue to add more value to augment the things that we're doing. That's a great learn. And, and uh, I can tell you that, you know, the, one of the main benefits, as you said, is uh, for members is that networking. Mm-hmm. You know, to be in a room with a bunch of different people and to be able to interact with them, well, you can do that virtually. Yeah. And you can set that up virtually, but... It'll be nice once you go back to having kind of a mix of yeah. both. So you have some virtual and you have some in person. Yeah. People are going to love that. Yeah, hybrid world is, I think, what we're looking at. But exactly what you're talking about. So having those breakout sessions, even though you have a, a large event, um, you, you, you have a session, 50 people attend. You can't network with 50 people. Right. So you break them into groups of three or four, and you have a five minute exercise or introductory session where they chat amongst themselves and then come back to the group and and uh, share their learnings that it gives you the the virtual right. networking capability right. but it's never the same as face-to-face well what's virtual it's interesting because because you're a global organization you can tap everyone globally so somebody okay. somebody from hyderabad they, they can't come to the, the meeting but now they can attend the meeting. So it's, it's really kind of interesting because you can gather more members That's right. in a different way, you know, than, than maybe before. So mm-hmm. the, the last thing is, is, you know, how you've, you've seen your members differently because of the pandemic and servicing them and not just in the meetings, but just, I was even thinking in new member acquisition, like how do you mm-hmm. bring in new folks that have never had the experience before? Yeah. So uh, we were very worried at the beginning that this was going to have a negative impact on our membership growth. And, right. And um, it's had the opposite. Um, we've had, uh, ex- you know, exceedingly good results during the uh, pandemic. As fantastic. And, Congratulations. And there, yeah, and there's a couple of things happening. One is um, with COVID um, and the great resignation and hiring um, now starting to take off again. 
there's a skills shortage. Yeah. And so people are saying, hey, there's an organization out there that uh, can help me and can augment my skills and provide me a um, um, certification, a credential right. that's, um, that's uh, validated and um, valuable in the industry. And so we're seeing a lot of uh, new member um, as a result of that. That's fantastic because, again, uh, town acquisition uh, folks, recruiters in particular, hiring managers, probably even more specifically, they're looking for that. They want somebody that's validated, that they know they can trust. Okay, I can yeah. trust CompTIA. I know their certifications. I can trust that they know this, uh, the information. Yeah, and um, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of organizations moving towards uh, skills-based, competency-based hiring. Yep. And you want something that's validated. You want something that's, um, that's uh, attested. And, and so we have a very rigorous process of building those, uh, those exams, building the training, and then uh, testing to ensure that the, the people that we're certifying have the skills to enter the, the IT workforce. How have you how have y'all uh, have y'all dealt with recertification? So if someone's yep. certified in cyber, uh, let's just say uh, cyber, we can call it whatever mm-hmm. we want to. But how do you how do you make sure once they've been certified that that certification stays current ish? Yeah. So we we learned a long time ago. Um, through the process of um, certification. For example, uh, our A-plus certification um, came out in the 80s. Right. Um, PCs came out. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, one of the very first iterations that we had to go through was changing and augmenting the, the training and the test questions because floppy disks went away. That's right. Mice arrived. That's right. Um, so, so they're, they're just a you know a couple of really simple examples of technology changes you need to adapt with it. And so right. we've been adapting, and we've got a three year cycle of recertification. Oh, that's great. So this the cert expires, yep. and uh, unless you take continuing education to uh, and and retest. And uh, the continuing education is through CompTIA? Yes. Yeah, and the, res- and the research is obviously, the testing is through yeah. uh, CompTIA. Yeah. Um, last thing is, where, where can people find more information about CompTIA? CompTIA.org. Dot .org. Dot Done. Org. Yeah. Gordon, this has been fantastic. Thank you so and, much for stopping by. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely appreciate it. And I love learning. I know I've known of CompTIA forever, uh, but it's just so nice to sit down with somebody that's uh, been in the organization knows it better than I do. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. And we're here to help um, unlock the potential in uh, those millions of people out there looking to um, gain employment or to upgrade their employment. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Recruiting Daily Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.